Welcome to Equip This Church, Denise. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live at our city campus. For more information, check out equipthischurch.com. Nicole, as uh, Pastor Will introduced me, um, I... Uh came from the Wararapa originally, uh, which is in the North Island, um, from a small town called Maston, and um, I've been in Dunedin for six and a half years. Um, this is my seventh year, and uh, if you'd asked me four years ago, or actually when I arrived, if I would still be here in seven years' time, my answer probably would have been no. But the Lord has other ideas, and here I am, and this is home, and um, I have no plans of moving. So, um, yes, yay. Um, I had a moment with Jesus about nine years ago, um, and I went from living my own life to living a life for Christ, um, and that was a significant moment for me uh, roughly nine years ago, and um, I thank Jesus every day for that moment, um, because I love being in the house, I love being in his presence, and I love being in a space where God can move. Um, Yeah, cool. So um, this past week, or a couple of weeks, I've been reflecting on um, the promises of God, and um, and we serve a God of the promises, and we, um, he's faithful, and he's true, and we know all of these things, and his promises are yes and amen, and, and there's just like, I feel in my spirit that there's just been a, an attack on promises, that there's been something even within me that has just been like, you know what, I've, I've had a little bit of apathy, a little bit of defeat in some areas, and, and I've just been like laying down of what's mine in the spirit, and just been like, you know what, cool. I'm done. I'm out. And, um, and actually, this week, God was like, no, actually, pick your tools back up. Let's fight again. Let's go again. And I, I believe that tonight, God really wants to um, break through in this area. He really wants to open up some things. He wants to revive some promises. He wants to reignite some things within people. He wants to refuel some passion. And, he, and I believe that he truly does want to like set something free in the space tonight. And so um, I don't know where you're at with your promises. I don't know where you're at with your journey. Um, but tonight, um, as I ex- go through a story, I hope that your heart would be open to what Jesus wants to do and what he wants to say tonight. Um, and so before we start, let's just pray. I thank you, mighty God. I thank you uh, for what you're going to do tonight. I thank you that you are a, a promises God, the God of yes and amen. And Lord, we pray that tonight that you'd break things open, that tonight you'd come and do what only you could do. Mighty God, I pray that your spirit and your presence would be evident in this room tonight, Lord God. Let it be you and your name that is magnified, Jesus. Amen. And so um, as I was preparing for this message, I actually was writing something completely different. It wasn't setting, and I was just like, on Friday night, I was like, you know what, I'm going to be done with this. And, um, and I was like, God, I need you to t- tell me something tonight, and I want to wake up and have a message ready to go, right? And um, Which was quite stressful, because, <laughs> you know, Pastor Will had said Wednesday was the day I could bail, and, um, and it was Friday. And anyway... Um, <laughs> He gave me an out, it's fine. And um, anyway, so I went to, to sleep and I woke up in the morning and God had reminded me of a revelation that I'd had a, about four years ago and um, just of a story and I was like, okay, I'll go and read that in the morning when I got up and um, here's where we are. Um, we're going to be telling you a story or talking about a story out of 2 Chronicles 20 and it's the story of the war with the surrounding nations and um, I've called this message, for those of you that are taking notes, the battle for your promises. And um, cool. And so we're just going to go through some story. And um, yeah, 
God's got the keys um, for you to go again, to believe again, and to reignite the passion. And um, are you ready to shake it off tonight? Are you ready to, to, to go again? Are you ready to like, you know, I don't know, you might not be, but hopefully by the end of this, you will be. Okay, cool. Um, and so in um, 2 Chronicles 20, it talks of the... Um, War with the surrounding nations. And this is the, sto the story of Jehoshaphat, if you don't know who that is, and I'll just give you a, a quick recap. Um, so Jehoshaphat is a, um, a king. He, he rules Judah, and, um, and all of the surrounding nations uh, around Judah had, have been bringing him gifts. They fear him. He's, he is a holy king. He is um, the Lord's king. He's been anointed and he's been given this land. It was a promised land that they are in and have taken control of. And, um, and then there's, so he's a godly king. He seeks the Lord. He follows the God's commandments and he doesn't worship idols. These are really important things, you know, like really important things to be fully sold out for Jesus, fully sold out for the cause. And, and, um, and then not only did that, his life shine that way, his people followed his example. His people were godly people and they sought the Lord as well. They built a temple in the land where they were. And, um, and anyway, they, they were living quite a peachy life at this point. Like, you know, they'd built a temple. They, they had God on their side and they were, had people bringing them gifts, like dropping off like, you know, sheep and stuff. I don't know. But um, that's, what I, that's what I imagine, some grain and some, you know, it was back in the day, they were bringing some bits of their the, uh, things from their land and dropping them off at, the, at this town and at this um, nation. And... Um, and then one day, a messenger comes. And who knows, like a messenger can sometimes be a good thing. You know, the courier is always a great thing, isn't it? Oh, love a good courier drop-off. And um, But then there is also, like, <laughs> it's true, I do. Um, and then... Anyway, uh, then there's the, the bad messengers that come, you know, there's like the policeman might come to your door and who knows that when a policeman's standing at your door knocking on your door, that's never really a good thing. Like either you're in trouble or something's happened, okay? And like nobody really likes to see policemen at their door. And, um, and so Jehoshaphat and his people are having a great time and then this messenger arrives and it's like not a messenger they want to see, not a messenger that they want to hear from. And, and, but this messenger comes and he says, um, There's three armies marching against you. The surrounding nations have conspired against you. They're now on their way to attack you. Not only are they on their way, they're pretty close. So you don't have time to call your friends and be like, come and help us fight this battle. You've actually got nothing. nothing. You've got no option. You've just got your people here. You've got your army that you've got, but it's not enough. And, um, and he was like... I imagine this is a bit of a kick in the guts, you know? Like, you've been... You've been working with these people and they've been conspiring behind your back and you're, you've been working with them, they've been dropping off gifts and all the time they've been dropping off stuff, they've actually also been like, this guy needs to go. Who's with me? And they raised three armies, which is like, you know, I think back in those days, I, I watched quite a bit of... Um, Stupid TV, and um, and there's like, <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's true, um, and uh, I watched quite a lot of the ones that are like based um, uh, back in the day where they did raise armies and go to war and that kind of thing, and I, and I imagine this in my head, and I'm like, they've got three armies coming against one army, like you know, if that was me, I'd be on the three army side, like yeah, we're gonna win, <laughs> you know, like, and uh, anyway, um. So the, the army is close, and Jehoshaphat was terrified, it says in the Bible. He was terrified, and um, he was looking at the situation, and he's like, it's just too big. 
It's just too big. Now, I don't know if there's any situations in your life where you're like, this is just too big. This is too big for me to deal with on my own. There's just no way that this could ever turn out for good. Like, you know? Anyway, so Josephat, his first response is prayer. The first thing when he hears this is he's just like, you know what, people? We're going to pray. We've built a temple. Let's go and stand in the temple courts. Let's pray. Let's pray to God. Let's see what will happen here. And so he uh, gathers the people, and in, in uh, Second Chronicles 20, 6 to 7, says this. Bear with me. He prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. O our God, did you not drive out these who, uh, sorry, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? So he prays, and he's like, this is where we're at, God, but I know this is what you said. Do you ever feel like your promise is being stolen? He's like, this was promised to us and we're here. You, you drove these people out and now they're coming against us. Like, this was our promised land, is it not? Like, you know, God, where are you? What are you doing? And I, but also, I don't know, but I do know that it's promised. And so I'm going to stand here. So if you ever feel this way and you're just like, I just can't do anything to stop it. And I don't know what to do. Cry out to God. Run to him, look to him, get in his presence. This is what they did in this moment. They ran to the temple courts. And, and um, I've been feeling this way recently. Um, I'll just tell you a quick story. Put that one on pause for a moment. Come with me to a story of my personal life. Um, and uh, I've got brothers, right? So I've got two brothers who uh, live in the North Island. Uh, they currently are not saved or are not in church. And, um, and that for me has been a really big thing. I love my family. I'm really close with them. And when I moved to Dunedin, I was like, God, I, I want my brothers saved, you know? And, um, and God was like, I'll do that for you. You'll see that happen, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that there was a promise for me. I've held on to it, and, um, and there was a couple of years ago that I was like, I don't know if you do this, but sometimes I'm like, I can just see how God's going to do this. I know how it's going to happen, okay? I've got it all worked out. Here you go, Jesus, here's the plan. And, um, and anyway, so I had one of these moments recently. I was like, my sister-in-laws um, started going to, like, they had babies, and they started going to this thing called Mainly Music, and I was like, that's a church thing. They're in my old church building. I was like, yes, all right. Good one, Lord. Save the sister-in-laws. Then the brothers will come. Good Great. And then um, not only that, then one of my sister-in-laws actually started going to like some church things. And then um, she started going to, this is the funniest thing I probably had the time, was she started going to this Friday morning like play group with, at her friend's house. So she started having these Christian friends, and she went to this play group at this Christian friend's house. I don't know about you, but we call that e-group. And, um, and so she found herself in this e-group, and um, she was like, I love going and hanging out with my friends. We have a great time. She was like, they do talk about God, but, you know, it's fine. And I was like, awesome, God. Like, this is so great. This is how you're going to save my brothers. I can't wait. And I'm like, I totally could see this promise coming to pass in my mind. And then 2020 hit. 
And no longer was she going to these e-groups. No longer was she going to mainly music. And her children got a bit bigger. And, and then it was just like, she's not hanging out with these friends anymore. I don't hear about them anymore. And I'm like, oh, the promise has been stolen. But I know that my God is bigger. I know that the promise still stands. I know that actually, like, just because it didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And so... I've been taking it back to God in prayer and just been like, you know what, actually, God, this was my promise, and I, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm bringing it back to you, <laughs> and because um, I can't do it. I'm not even in the same island as them, but, you know, I also just am not you, so, yep. Um, anyway, uh, anyway, then, then um, back to our story of Jehoshaphat, when he was like, um, I don't understand, but I know that you've promised it, I, and he's like... I know that when I cry out to you, uh, I know that we can cry out to you and you will save us and you will hear us and rescue us. What a declaration of faith. What a declaration that Jehoshaphat was like, you know what, actually, this is our promise. Um, and in 2 Corinthians 20 verse 12, it says this. Oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. We do not know what to do, but we're looking to you for help. And then it goes on, and and he's just like, you will rescue us. You will rescue us. He has this declaration of faith. He's like, I know that you can do it. And then so what they're doing is he gets the whole town or the whole city, the whole nation together, and they're at the temple courts, and they're praying, and they're, they're believing. And then the, uh, somebody, a prophet, stands up and delivers a message from the Lord. And he's like, Da-da-da. he says, this in 2 Corinthians 20 15 to 19 it says he said listen all you people of Judah and Jerusalem listen King Jehoshaphat this is what the Lord says do not be afraid don't be discouraged by this mighty army for the battle is not yours but God's for tomorrow um, so for tomorrow march out against them you will find them coming up through the ascent of Zit at the end of the valley and um, that opens into the wilderness of Jerel. But you will not need to fight. Take your positions and then stand still and watch the victories, the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow for the Lord is with you. Do not be afraid, for the Lord is with you. The battle is not yours, but God's. You know, like what a promise, what a thing to be like, oh my goodness, all we have to do is, is walk. And um, it's the reminder that you actually can't do this alone. You've got to go with God. You've got to seek God. You've got to be in God's presence to know that actually like he is fighting for you. He's going to go before you. And um, it says, God gives them the answer, march out. You'll get to the end of the valley and into the wilderness. I don't know about you, but sometimes walking through valleys can seem quite hard. Walking through the the, the harder times of life, but knowing actually like God's like, there's a wilderness at the end of this. There's There's a wilderness at the end of this trudge through the valley. You won't even need to fight. 
And so what they did that evening was they praised the Lord, they went to sleep, (laughs) and they got up, and they went towards the wilderness. As they're walking towards the wilderness, they're like, you know, marching out, as you you would, I assume, yeah, I mean, just all marching. And um, Jehoshaphat stops them. He's like, oh, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We're going to send some singers first. And if we didn't have Manasseh on stage, this would have been really good. But, you know, you wouldn't have, like, sent the worship team first, would you? I probably would send Manasseh. But, like, you know, some of the worship team. Okay, all right, yeah. Matthew, damn it. Oh, anywho, um, you know, like, I'm just thinking about this. And I'm like, I don't know about you. But, like, sometimes God's plans just don't really make sense. Like, you're going into a battle. There's three armies coming towards you. But you're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll send the singers first. We don't need shields. We don't need short swords. Like, let's just send the singers. Like, if I was a singer, I'd be like, really? <laughs> I lost my voice today, team. I'm at the back. Um, anyway, you know, like, these, these things, I'm just like, like, this is a crazy idea. Send the singers first. But you know what? He, he had something in his spirit, and he was like, no, I'm going to send the praise first. I'm going to send the praise first because it's the praise that will break something. It's the praise that will move something. And, um, and so they praised on the way. And in Second Chronicles 20, 22 to 24, it says this. At that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of, the three armies, yep, um, to to start fighting amongst themselves. The armies of Moab and Hanum turned against their allies from Mount Sheer and killed every one of them. After they destroyed the army of Sheer, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, they All they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as anyone could see. Not a single enemy had escaped. Not a single enemy had escaped. At the moment, they started to praise. I don't know what's in, within you, but like, is there a praise that is bubbling up that's like, you know what, at the moment I begin to praise, God's going to move something. God's going to step in and intervene. There's going to be a shift in this environment. And um, yeah, so the singers got to the end of the valley and they saw that the arm and armies were defeated. Um, team, if you could jump up and join me, that'd be great. They got to the end of the valley and they saw that the armies were defeated. So the Lord is fighting for you. What promises do you need to pick back up? What do you need to take to the Lord? Because your praise silences the enemy. Your praise shifts things. Your praise moves things. Your, your praise is a weapon against the enemy. It says in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And no weapon formed against you will prosper. As soon as you start speaking something out, as soon as you start declaring something a little bit different, that everything else has to shift. As soon as you praise, heaven responds. It's in the silence. Uh, it's in us to silence the enemy. God gives us the authority to outwork the fight, and praise goes before the victory. As I was preparing for this, God reminded me of some promises that I held, that I hold that sometimes I might doubt, might think they're impossible, but can I see how God's going to do it? No, <laughs> I cannot. Do I believe that God can do it? Absolutely. I do believe He can do it, and I know He will do it. 
I know that through prayer, a declaration of faith, and, and praising on the way, I will see things shift. I will see promises come to pass. These things I've been believing for, these people that I've seen come into this church who I know I've seen promises on their lives. I've seen God show me a glimpse of what it is that's within them. That I'm like, you know what? They're not in church anymore. And I'm like, God, remind me, actually pray for those people. Call them back in. They're, they've got lives. They've got promises. They've got things in their world that they can break open. And so I'm calling people back in. And there's, there's promises for the city. Like, you know, we have a promise to see a city one for Jesus. Do I believe it? Absolutely. Do I know how it's going to happen? No. But I know that as I pray, something will happen. As I start to declare something, it will shift. As I start to, to, to hold to these promises, we'll see things move. And so I got promises for the young people. And I know that I used to be a youth leader. I'm not a youth leader anymore. But God just told me, don't leave your post. You know, like there's promises that I hold that I didn't see in youth ministry. Yeah, sure, I saw some promises come to pass, but there are some that I have not seen yet. And so I'll hold my post, I'll declare things, and I will, I will fight for them in the Spirit because there's something within our young people. If we're not fighting for the next generation, what are we doing? Because the generations to come are the ones that are gonna break things open. And so I wholeheartedly believe that. Summer Revolution, we held that. It was a promise that Anna and I carried for a long time. And then we launched Summer Revolution and it was like, oh, the first year I just cried the whole time because I was just like, God, like, ugh. Anyway, ugly crier over here. But it's like, you know, God just moved in that space for young people were set free. Things opened up and it was like, oh man, this is a promise come to pass. This year we didn't do Summer Revolution in the South Island. And I was like, God, what are you doing? There was a promise. And I fought for that. But you know what? Praise silences the enemy. Praise breaks things open. I know that the promise is yes and amen. I know that we're going to see thousands of young people come to know Jesus. I know that, that in the city, things are going to be broken open. I know that leaders are going to rise. I know that we're going to see a shift in the environment. Anxiety and depression will no longer have holds over our city, over our, the young people, over the generations to come promises for the university. I, I, I went to university begrudgingly, but I went and, um, and I did it. And I remember walking through the university and being like, God, why am I here? And he was like, revival's going to come here. Revival's going to come here. Are you willing to speak? And so are you willing to fight for something? Are you willing to, to pick up a promise again? Are you willing to go into battle and be like, actually, this is my promise. I hold to this promise. And God, I hold you to this promise. Like, you promised it. You said it. It'll happen. And the promises for my families. We've been over that one. I still wholeheartedly believe that. And so, if you wouldn't mind standing, joining me. Thank you, God. Well, let's just take a moment. We're going to go into a moment here. Uh, the team's going to lift up a song but before we do, what's the promises that you've let slip? What are the promises that you need to fight for again? Where has your faith wavered? It's okay if it has. Mine did. You know? Where is the, just bring it to God and be like, I'm so sorry, God, here it is. I, I'm sorry I doubted you. Or you might be in this room and you're like, Hey, I've never been to church before and whew, 
that's okay. God's got promises for you too. If you're in this place and you, every single person has a promise from God, I wholeheartedly believe that. And so it just takes a moment. It takes a, an encounter with God to have a promise. And, and getting into His presence, getting into His Word, that's how we get promises from God. And so if you're in this place tonight, I believe there's a promise. If you haven't got one, God will give you one. If there's, if there's a promise that God's just been beating on your heart, like, come on, lift this back up. Let's go to war for this again. Let's fight for this again. Let's lift this up. And so I don't know what it is that you're thing, but let's stand at the end of the valley and watch what God does. Let's stand at the end of the valley and watch what God does. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.